Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is D. Tut, who is CEO of DTRS Enterprises, Inc. Today we will discuss building a beverage company from the ground up. As a former hairstylist with no prior experience in the beverage industry, Dee spent 30 years perfecting and introducing her brand, Savile Premium Ramtini, to the market. As her drink increased in popularity across the country, she never gave up her professional dream. Dee's creative side took a unique turn when she discovered a talent for mixing cocktails. Inspired by drinks she enjoyed while traveling to her favorite islands in the Caribbean and the Bahamas, she created a unique Caribbean-style punch for a gathering of close friends and family. Little did she know how popular her kitchen creation, perfected over 30 years, would one day become. Named Savile Premium Ramtini, the exotically refreshing drink became a local phenomenon, and she was encouraged to manufacture it for mass production. Dee, welcome. Hi, Elena. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. This sounds like an especially fun topic, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Tell us, before we get started in the on the side of building a beverage company, what is a rum teeny? I imagine it's made from rum, but what is exactly, what does it mean, a rum teeny? Well, like you said, uh, a rum teeny is like a martini, but with rum, made with rum. Most martinis are made with, uh, with vodka. And uh, my drink is a rum teeny. So, it's uh it's it's shaking like um like a martini but um uh, with rum and uh, it is a all natural gluten free tropical fruit flavor drink so it can be is very versatile we call it rum teeny because it's more than just a punch where it started its origination started as a punch but um through you know through the, the my travels and uh, additions to this punch I made, uh, we created something that is much more. So we don't want to just think of it as a punch. We want to think of it as a uh, a stylish beverage. What does Savile mean? Savile is um, is a is a made up word. It's a uh, my daughter actually she's on she's on my team uh for this uh building this brand but, but uh savile means a taste of the islands so sava means a taste il means islands and since it's uh caribbean influence we found this name to be very befitting of our our brand and when you say rum I, my knowledge of rum is somewhat limited, but I do know that there's white rum that looks sort of like vodka, just clear, and then there's aged and sort of brown, I'm going to call it, rum. So would you tell us a little bit about that and which one of the rums goes into your rum teeny? Okay, so uh, the rum that uh, we used to use, uh, proprietary rum, this is a drink that I've been making for 30 years in my kitchen, as you had mentioned, uh, in my kitchen, and, you know, adding a little of this and a little of that to it. And um, so, of course, we couldn't use proprietary rum. So we had a rum blended especially for our brand, which is a mixture of light and dark rums, which uh, um, are, are spice rums. So it's a, a blend, and we're using a premium rum. Uh, our sugar cane is uh, sourced from, um, well, the, the first uh, brand is, was sourced from India, our sugar cane, and um, it's, it just leaves a, a good, pure uh, taste in your mouth. When you say spice, do you mean sort of like ginger or pepper? What are we referring to when you say spice? Well, there's there's various rums on on the market, uh, straight rums. Uh, so there's 
a lot of uh, rums that, like you said, the clear rums that you see, those are your basic rums. But a uh, a brown uh, t- a brown in color rum usually has different spices in it to give it different flavors. So what, whether it's a, it's aged in barrels and it just adds uh, uh, flavors to the rum. How did this idea come about? What, how is that born, the idea of mixing? It sounds sort of complicated. So how did, how did that get started? Well, um, I was entertaining uh, years ago, and um, I wanted to create a, a drink that would go a long way without, uh, you know, having various mixtures to um, – then this was way before wine was popular. You know, you have that – that uh, bottle of wine, a red, a red and a white, and you know your guests just. But I wanted something different, so I wanted to have uh, something that was pleasing to the palate that would stretch and go a long way. So, you know, I searched recipes and I came up with a rum punch. And um, but through my years of traveling, uh, like you said before, I like I, I love to travel in the Caribbean. I would uh, sit with the bartenders. And uh, just glean from them what were they putting in their their rum punches, and then I take it home to my friends and family and try it out on them. You know, whenever I was entertaining, and uh, you know, your friends and, and family can be very uh, critical at times. And they would say, "Oh, it's too this, or oh, it's too that. It's you know, uh, it's too strong. You need to, uh, or it's too sweet." So, so <clears throat> over the years, I will listen to them, and I you know take take things out, add things to it. Until uh, recently, about maybe about six, uh, seven years ago, you know, people kept asking me, can you please make um, your rum punch for my uh, event or for my party or for this or that? Or can you just make some for me so I can have it in my refrigerator because I just love this drink? And um, so, you know, you know, that that became, uh, you know, like a, a household little joke. My my kids were saying. You know, mom, you're, 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 uh, you should go into the alcohol business. You, you have a knack for this, this mixing thing. And so, you know, of course I, I just stretched it off, but it wasn't until that, um, uh, in my spiritual teachings, uh, where my pastor would preach about a woman with the oil and the, uh, and, uh, the Bible and that everyone had a gift. And again, um, you know, that your gift is usually your purpose of what you should be doing in life. And so I, you know, I would get a nudge from my husband and the kids and say, Hey mom, he's talking to you. He's talking to you. And, uh, I just decided that, you know, Hey, you know, let's go ahead and uh, take this leap of faith and go on out there and, and try this. And here we are. I took my uh, kitchen recipe and sent it out for a uh, commercial uh, production. And, uh, it came back as, what we call uh, a rum tea. And what was that beginning like? Because it sounds intimidatingly complex. Well, you know, it it is. It's not simple. Um, When I said yes to this project, I had no idea what was um, entailed in in putting a a beverage on the market or anything on the market as as, a but, you know, the the first thing that I did was, um, you know, get a team of people together who I felt uh, would uh, help and assist with getting this task done. And I, um, you know, I brought my, my two children in uh, who are business, uh, who were business majors in college um, and, you know, graduated with uh, business degrees. And then also uh, my husband who has the business acumen of, of how corporations um, function um, and thrive. And so, uh, and then I had other people along the way to um, help out and advise. And then I surrounded myself with people in this industry who can uh, aid me and direct me to what needed to be done to actually uh, get an alcohol beverage out on the market. Are you, so you're already selling the Savile Premium Rum Tini in the market, is that right? 
Yes, uh, Sabile uh, is on the market here, only in uh, California at this point. Uh, we, I, Although I live in Chicago, uh, Illinois, uh, Chicago is a very seasonal state. Um, so even though my, my beverage is a drink that you would drink year-round uh, once you tasted it, but they, uh, the people there uh, in the liquor industry felt that I only had like three or four months to launch a uh, tropical drink, which would have been in what, uh, quote-unquote, they call spring and uh, summer months. And as you know, uh, Chicago weather does not always agree with the time of year. And I would have only, like I said, only had three three months to launch a tropical drink. So um, I decided that uh, I should come back uh, to my roots, which is uh, Los Angeles, uh, born and raised here in Los Angeles, where the climate uh, resonates well with, um, like, a, a, a tropical drink. And it is... Um, the feel of a tropical island. And people here in, in California, they drink um, uh, like fruity type drinks year round. It's, it's, it's not, uh, it's like the Mai Tai is very popular here. So my drink is more on that, that scale where it's not um, a harsh taste of alcohol and it's not sugary, sugary, but it's on the, on the easier side of the palate where it's just a blend of a blend of uh tropical flavors and um that is the type of drink that is very popular here in, in California so I I, I I came back here uh, my friends family are here basically my family and uh, I set up um office here uh to um distribute and so uh, I am here um, distributing my brand. Um, we're in a few stores here, well, quite a few stores here, and uh, we're getting we're getting um, some type of recognition. And also, um, being here in California is great for a guerrilla marketing um, atmosphere. Um, and I believe that once you know a brand makes it uh, in California, we can make it all way across the globe. Tell me a little bit more about the blend of tropical flavors. So when I think of tropical flavors, I think sort of like pineapple and passion fruit, um, maybe tamarind. What what direction are the uh, rum teeny flavors? You know, so it's funny um, that you know I, I you know I, I wish you had had the opportunity to try the brand. Uh, but uh, it's funny, um, the, the flavors that you just mentioned, because the reaction when people try the brand is you see them purse their lips together. And this is just so common with so many people. They purse their lips together and they make that little smacking sound like, what am I tasting? What am I tasting? And um, you're so you're tasting what you're, you just said, uh, some uh Pineapple, uh, orange, um, and all the the little fruits that you're 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 mentioning as uh, tropical, and it's just a great blend of fruits that it will always keep you guessing of what's in the recipe. Did I hear you say at the beginning that it's all natural? Yes, it is an all natural and. Uh, uh, another thing that I believe in is it's gluten free. Um, it's a gluten free beverage, which more and more people are turning to um, uh, uh, foods and beverages that uh, don't have gluten in it, and it's, it's non GMO product. Now um, we use all natural because I am a true believer that you need to watch what's going inside your body. Even though it's an alcohol beverage, and the government would not allow me to say it's a healthy drink, but it is the healthier choice in spirits um, because we're not putting anything artificial in our brand. Um, the uh, ingredients are the flavors of the fruits. So people who have uh, allergies to citric acid, uh, this would not apply to them. And um, also um, it is um, the rum is 
we're using real rum. We're not using rums that uh, are, are um, let's say, wine and, and grain alcohol, which uh, some companies typically use to flavor, to taste and mimic the uh, the actual alcohol that they're using. So, um, for instance, grain alcohol can be, you can make vodka, you know, things taste like vodka or um, you can have it taste like rum or whatever, whatever uh, spirit that you're going for. But uh, it is the least expensive way to uh, manufacture a product. So we're, we are using all premium uh, ingredients in, to make our brand. Does that affect the shelf life? Or do you use some special technique to stabilize it? How does that work? Well, you know, our shelf life is, is, is pretty good because um, I believe of, because of the all-natural um, flavors that we're using. And, and the alcohol itself is a, um, is a preserver. So, um, and also we have uh, black bottles. Our, our, our packaging is a black bottle. And that keeps the um, the light from um, affecting the ingredients. So uh, the sh- the shelf life is pretty good on our product. How did you figure that out? Did you start from the beginning knowing those things, or how, how did that uh, product development come about? Well, I, I know in the beginning um, that what I didn't want and um, the results that I wanted from my kitchen recipe. Because when you had my kitchen recipe, it was like, wow, this is so refreshing. And I wanted that to carry over into uh, the bottle recipe because a lot of times you make something in the kitchen and then uh, when you send it, send it out for commercial um, a recipe, that it just doesn't taste the same. It, it has usually an artificial something that makes it not taste nearly close to what you make in the kitchen homemade. So I knew um, going into this that I wanted, uh, I didn't want anything artificial. But uh, the flavor house that we um, use to uh, recreate our product, uh, they they are the chemists and have the knowledge of of how to do what we were asking for. So no going into it, I didn't know all these things would affect one thing would affect another. Um, I know we wanted to use a black bottle uh, because of uh, the premium look of black. Um, most of the, the alcohol that's out now, they either have a black label or a um, black bottle showing that they're um, a, a, a scale above. And that is the image that we would like to keep with our brand because we feel like we are a step above above uh, of a ready-to-drink um, cocktail. Was that a big challenge, reaching that point, identifying all those characteristics and finding sourcing? Yes, that that was a big point. But um, like I said, when you when you start off a, a business like this, the first thing you do is research, and um, you know, and it's also a trial and error, um, a trial and error. Um, when when you trying to find the right people to work with, and um, even though. We, you know, we had a couple chemists to start off with. The first chemist that we use, uh, even though we said, you know, we wouldn't want anything artificial and everything they, they came back with tastes like, oh, just this is horrible aftertaste. And um, so needless to say, we, we moved on and uh, I attended uh, different seminars and I met people who were in this industry who actually um, they make a living off of taking kitchen recipes and turning them into uh, marketable uh, products. And um, uh, these people, you know, operated with uh, the highest integrity and listening to what we really wanted. And they put one of their best chemists on and who really worked with us and the patience of this person because 
you know, when you take something from the kitchen and it's your baby and you really want it to, uh, to come over, come across as, you know, it did when you were serving it in your home, um, you're very critical. So these people were really patient. It took about six months for me to approve a flavor that they created from my, you know, uh, from my, from my kitchen to, for commercial. So it took about six months uh, for that uh, to happen, for me to approve the flavor to say, okay, this is the closest that I'm going to get to my kitchen recipe. And I tell you, when um, they came back with that, that final um, approval of the recipe, it was like, wow, I think I might even like this better than my kitchen recipe, which um, truly a lot of people don't say. But I, I say that what they created for my kitchen recipe um, is, is, is just phenomenal. How does that work, Dee? So you had the flavors that you wanted that you had come up with in your kitchen, and you provided a sample to this company that specializes in doing that, replicating the flavors. Now what happens? Do you source the ingredients directly, or do, does this company always produce the flavor for your drink? Okay, yes, that's a good question. They, no, the flavors, so they are consistent. The company that I uh, source uh, recreating it, that's where I purchase the flavors from because these are their flavors. They, they're um, they're patented to these, this company. So, um, and then when we do, um, see, there's a there's a there's a, a, a process. You you have your your flavor house who um, who um, who turns your kitchen recipe into a uh, commercial recipe, and then there's your co-packer who actually bottles um, your your production. And um, we will have our flavor house come out and make sure that the co-packer who is bottling our product is um, using the right ingredients and and and, and the right steps in order to recreate it as they did in their labs. So it's, it's, a, it's a, a large, um, it's a big process. Uh, it's, it's not, it was a great learning experience, I, I tell you, but it was all exciting along the way. But, you know, um, some of the things that uh, we ran into was the uh, permits. I, I couldn't believe how long it took us for to receive permits to actually put this product on the market. Uh, government approvals. Um, government is very stringent on alcohol brands. Uh, it's easier to get a food product out than it is an alcohol brand. But each um, level of producing an alcohol brand goes through uh, the government for approval. Uh, for instance, our recipe had to be approved by the government uh, meaning that all the flavors that we were using and ingredients had to be checked out by the government to make sure that there wasn't anything harmful um, for the consumer. And then we had to have a, a, a label approval. Uh, the label approval is like what you see on the bottle. Is that really what's in the bottle? Uh, and and um, and then, you know, the, the, the process for all the, the different uh, levels of uh, certifications and approvals took uh, over a year to get. When you say government, Dee, are you talking about Los Angeles or California, federal government, or all three? It's the federal government who regulates um, the alcohol brands. And then uh, to actually distribute uh, is uh, state regulatory. So it's state and federal, but it's federal who uh, approves for the your your product to actually be on the market. And so that process, first you had to go through six months to get the flavor and the company that you were going to work with to make this happen. And then you also had to spend another year to get the regulatory process for the beverage and the bottling Correct. and the label. Right, correct, correct. And so, but, 
you don't you're you're not sitting around just idle waiting for for all these approvals because uh, some things you can do um, unilateral to waiting on these uh, approvals, but some things you definitely couldn't do. Like you couldn't go ahead and print a label until you had your government approval. Uh, but in that time that we spent about a year, about a year, a year and a half of, of actually going into production, um, we were ordering, uh, uh, you know, uh, trying to get our bottles together, what type of look we wanted, and just uh, working on the infrastructure of our, our, our business and our company. Who is your target audience? My target audience, you know, like I would, you know, want to say anyone who's of drinking age. But to narrow it down, I would think the mature woman um, so, so I'm saying uh, age groups from 35 and up, uh, and not saying that, you know, that the younger people aren't mature, but I'm just saying they're, um, they love the product. Um, I, and, and I don't want to just say women love our product, but men love our product as well. Um, because like I said, it's easier on the palate. Um, women like the fact that, the taste, you're not, it's not overbearing. You're not tasting a harsh alcohol, but even though you know the alcohol is in the drink, it's a 14%, uh, it's 14% alcohol, uh, 28 proof. And, um, women like the convenience that it is a ready to drink product. You don't have to do any mixing. All you do is shake the bottle and pour over ice or serve it more. Teeny style, and um, and and like I said, I don't want to exclude men, but I say our target market um, at this point is basically women, uh, and it's great, you know, it's a great product for entertaining or just relaxing or um, what whatever whatever the mood you want to be in. Uh, Seville is a a brand that will take you there, and that's kind of what our tagline is: is take me away, take me away. Savile, uh, take me awake because it can take you to where you you desire to be for that moment. And um, what most people say is that it gives them a feeling of lying on the beach in uh, on the uh, in the Caribbean. The bottle is it a full size bottle? Is it a an individual serving? Tell us a little bit about that, please. Uh, the bottles we have right now, and this is it's part of uh, trial and error, uh, we came out with a liter size bottle. Uh, the bottle is uh, 30, a little over 33 ounces. Um, this is what we have on the market right now. But we're going into production to produce the, uh, as they call it, grab-and-go bottles, and also they call it a, maybe a split. So uh, right now we have liter bottles, and we're going into production shortly to produce um, three 50-milliliter bottles and uh, also seven 50-milliliter bottles. So in, in a liter bottle, you can get um, eight eight to nine drinks out of a liter bottle, and uh, a 750 is like a wine bottle, and, of course, a, a 350 is like a couple drinks. So... Um, in our bottle, like I said, it's, it's, it's a black bottle, shows premium, but it's it's very islandy feel. It's uh, it's an abstract island. Uh, uh, our label is an abstract island on the bottle. Once you open the rum teeny bottle, the Seville Premium Rum Teeny bottle, will it keep for several days, or do you have to drink it right away? Oh no, no, this is. Uh, we have a what you call a bar top on our bottle, which um, you know kind of uh, keeps the air out. Uh, it seals it pretty good, and um, we've known our our drink to sit out for eight to ten weeks, while not being refrigerated. Uh, like you said, you know, all you do is go back and shake and pour. Uh, it's still good as the day as you um, you you purchased it, and uh, so it has a, a Pretty good uh, shelf life. Where 
can our listeners who are in California get to try it? Well, you know, it's not just uh, you can thirty six. It ships into uh, thirty six states. What I recommend is that people go to our website, which is drinksabile.com, and look at the Where to Buy tab. And uh, there's some online stores um, in that segment of our, our website, and like uh, they will ship into uh, 36 different states. Uh, some states will not allow, my, like my home state, Illinois, uh, was not allow for um, spirits to be shipped in, uh, into that state. Uh, so a lot of people, uh, you know, who have friends in Indiana uh, or, or surrounding states, Missouri, uh, they order the product form, and, you know, that's how they get it there. And if people are a little upset, perturbed with me in Illinois, that because that's where I started my following and they can't get a hold of the brand. So we're looking to grow uh, once we uh, obtain national distribution. And, um, and and that's another thing that, you know, when you're a small brand like we are uh, and we don't have the corporate uh, dollars backing us at this time, uh, we are engaging investors at the time, uh, this time because we've taken it as far as we can with the dollars that we, uh, we had set aside uh, to do this task. But, um, is to get a national distributor or a national chain that will carry our brand so um, that uh, more people can try the brand. And then we we had a, a lot of interest in um, uh, foreign markets in, in China. Uh, we've been to China several times uh, with our brand at uh, exhibitions there. And uh, we're actually uh, talking to people. They're testing. They're testing their market because it's new to them. Uh, ready to drink products, so they're testing their market there. And uh, hopefully, we'll be in China soon, and uh, and and across the nation. What is the price of the bottle? You said right now it's available in the 33 ounce bottle. How much does the bottle cost? There are the different retailers sell it for different prices, but the uh, retailers are selling it between uh, $22.99 uh, 22 a bottle uh, to $26.99 a bottle. And then there are some retailers who offer discounts when you buy multiple uh, bottles. Is there somewhere right now that you know of where, say, somebody who is listening to us can go to a nightclub or a restaurant and have a glass of the rum teeny? Sure, yes. There's um, there's a club in Hollywood called Couture on uh, Cahuenga Boulevard. They, uh, they sell the brand at their bar. There is another club in Hollywood that is uh, called Pigs and Whistles, which is a very popular uh, club. Well, it's Pigs and Whistles on the outside, but on the inside of the club, it's called The Basement. And um, that's where you can get it uh, for, for uh, cocktail. And then there's uh, some uh, local uh, places in and around L.A. Uh, there's some restaurants. Uh, Brownstone uh, is one of the uh, uh, places that uh brownstones bistro that is a restaurant uh caribbean style restaurant uh that sell the brand and there's you know like um just you know if you look at the website you'll see uh various places that are restaurants bars and then there's retailers tell us the address for the website again d uh it is drink that's the, uh, the word drink which is d as in d david r I-N-K, Sabile, which is S as in Sam, A as in Apple, V as in Victor, I-L-E as in Edward, dot com. So drinksabile.com, and that is also the handle on all our social media, uh, which I encourage people to, you know, please follow us on our social media, see how we're doing. And this also helps us out with um, distributors, uh, knowing that we do have a following. Uh, yeah, as what, you can imagine. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. 
No, no, go ahead. As you can imagine, being the uh, new guy on the uh, block, um, it is uh, very uh, hard to get in uh, different, or, or diff- I won't say hard, it's difficult uh, getting into establishments because uh, they basically want to know, uh, well, you know, you have a great product here. I hear it all the time. You have a great, great product here. Uh, we really like it. Um, but, but how are the people going to know about it? What is your marketing? And at this point, um, we are doing guerrilla marketing, as I had mentioned before, and we've been fortunate to be in uh, settings like uh, we've done things for uh, MTV Awards. Uh, we've done things for the the, uh, the Oscars when we first launched um, and um, the Hollywood uh, um, Hollywood uh, what's, what's it called? a lot of Hollywood uh, entertainment award shows so we've been a part of and um, so it's 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 making its way uh, through people telling people and just uh, and that's and and that's how we are uh, doing our marketing at this point until we get the investor dollars to act to do television and uh, large scale magazines and and uh, and you know I love the opportunity that I'm on your show here and letting people know that that uh, you know it's great to have an ideal and, and, and put things on the market, but uh, at least and know what, what, what you're up against before you, you, you take this leap. Tell us which social media you're on D. We have uh, Twitter and Instagram and uh, the most popular of course is Facebook. And all our handles are, Drink Savile. So the same as our website, Drink Savile. You have shared with us this journey, and it's taken you from Chicago to Los Angeles, so you've changed residence. It's been at least a year and a half in order to get the right flavor, in order to get all the permitting done, and now you've taken it as far as you can go and want to go to the next level, what kind of an investment are we talking about? Is this a million dollars? Is this multi-million dollars? What are you comfortable sharing with us about that so our listeners can learn a little bit? Um, Early on, uh, before research, we just thought maybe we needed a million dollars in order to get this done the right way, but um further research has um surfaced that we need at least a couple million dollars to do the right marketing for this brand because you know like i say you could have the greatest brand out there and and uh, uh but if you if no one knows about it uh, what good is it so to do the marketing that we need and ha- to have the uh individuals on the ground actually selling the product uh it's going to take a couple million dollars at least. What would you share with us in terms of your marketing efforts? Many of in our audience have an interest in marketing and outreach. In addition to the social media and um, interviews that you're doing, what has been your branding? What has been your marketing outreach to date? Uh, as mentioned before, I, guerrilla marketing, and that's that's attending uh, events, large events, where we give out tastings. Um, the first year, or of course, the first year or two, we're going to give away a lot of products. And uh, so that has to be budgeted in as well. So we uh, we go out and we, you know, I have um, people who assist me, and uh, we just provide tastings for events. And a lot of people... You know, they they uh, look at it. Oh, free alcohol! So yeah, I'll have you come in and and um and 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 provide a tasting. So that's basically what we've been doing thus far is uh, tastings. Um, the unfortunate part about uh, California, which is different from Illinois, is 
the retailers here really don't allow in-store tastings of a product. And, you know, people are, are really apprehensive about tasting, you know, buying a, a, a new product, uh, and they have no idea of what it tastes like. Um, and unless you have, like, a celebrity of some sort, uh, you know, saying, hey, Hey, this is a great product. So somebody that, that people trust saying, Oh, this is a great product. Uh, you know, you should try it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we are relying on just what we are doing right now, which is going to place to place, uh, event to event and, um, and just providing tastings like this weekend. Uh, this weekend coming, we have a big event. Uh, it's called the Santa Barbara Jazz Festival and we're a part of it. And we're uh, providing tastings to a large mass of people. So with hopes of them uh, going to actually purchasing the product and also letting their friends know. So that that's how we are marketing thus far. How do you measure results? How do you know which efforts are effective and which ones are not? Where to spend more of your energy? What kind of measurement tools are you relying on, if any? Yeah, okay, that is kind of hard to get, get uh, gauge um, the return on your investment uh, when you do guerrilla marketing. Uh, the only way you could tell that if it's working is if you are in a specific area and the retailers are reordering products. So you know that the word is getting out. Um but there's, there's, those measures really aren't um, great measurements. Uh, but we, with the hopes of, uh, you know, maybe someone, you know, like uh, let's say for instance how Patty Labelle went viral with her, her, you know, Patty Labelle alone, her name um, resonates well with the people. But a viral video went out on her. her uh, her brand and she just her brand just took off but you know with hopes of that something like that you know but you know really being not not a, a staged um a staged viral video or something other than that we're just relying on people to tell people uh especially facebook is a great um means of you know when you post something you hope you're hoping that the people who are following you will repost it and when people see things enough, they're more opt to try it. So when they keep seeing the name Savile Rupti or I've heard about that brand or something like that, this is what we're trying to get into the people, get into the people's heads that Savile Premium Rum Tini, not your average ready to drink cocktail. This is above average ready to drink cocktail. Um, and, uh, and when I say that, it's, it doesn't have that aftertaste where pe- people are uh what it, it's, it's so surprising when people uh taste our brand they like i said you, you see this look on their face like wow i didn't expect it to taste like that because um the first thing they say is very refreshing uh it's light it's refreshing and i and you know a lot of people would think well it, i thought it was going to be sugary and have an aftertaste but we have not gotten that response at all. It is on the, uh, a sweeter side of the drink, but it's not sugary like you're, you know, you're trying to mask a flavor by adding so much sugar to it. But, um, so that's, that, that's what we're hoping is that people just tell people about our brand. How long do you think it takes for that brand recognition to spread? Well, without being um, televised, and, you know, that is future uh, marketing, uh, television and high-end magazines and the like, um, we would say to grow a brand, it would take about, uh, i say about three to five years in uh, building a brand. And so far, you've been at this uh, for a couple of years, is that right? Yes, yes. We've been on the market now for a couple of years, and um, we're gaining, I mean, we're gaining um, people recognition, uh, and uh, the the amount 
people who we've been in contact with. I mean, because every opportunity of uh, networking is usually a good opportunity because that's um, being a small uh, brand. People usually root for the underdog. And uh, there are so many people out there who are willing to um, help us uh, get recognized in the industry and um, just, you know, introduce us to people who can uh, possibly open doors. You've mentioned Facebook a couple of times. Is it numbers that make Facebook impressive from your perspective, that there are a lot of people talking about it, that there's a big buzz? Or is there any kind of a link that says those people that are talking about it on Facebook are actually buying the products? There's a lot of controversy in defining quantity versus quality and a lot of talk about which social media outlet is most effective for which market segment. So I'm sure our listeners are curious about that. What insights would you share regarding that? Uh, Facebook, is, um, I, like I said, is a great tool for uh, marketing. The, uh, the, the followers is what you want. You want the followers. Uh, and hopefully people engaging in uh, communication about your brand, uh, saying what they like about it. This lets the distributors and retailers know that there is a market for your for your brand. Uh, if you only have one or two people following you, um, retailers and, and the likes look at this. So, yes, you want to get the followers, the likes, the the uh, repost. Um, Instagram is also, well, this is more popular now and is Instagram. Uh, Instagram, uh, we have followers all over the world on Instagram. And they're actually, especially the UK, they're asking, when can we get your product? When can we try your product here in the UK? So, um, social media has such a far reach. Uh, Facebook is um, not allowed in all countries. Uh, one of them is, uh, um, I believe it's uh, China. Uh, is it China? Uh, well, so Facebook is not allowed everywhere. And um, so I think sometimes it's limited. But for what we're doing here in the United States, it's a great tool for marketing. What? suggestions, what tips would you share with our listeners, Dee, who are intrigued by the idea of launching a new product, perhaps a new beverage or perhaps a new, an alcoholic beverage that might assist them if they're interested in launching or perhaps they, they're already partway there and they're uncertain about next steps or whether perhaps even to invest. It's a big investment in time and money. What tips would you share with them? The thing is, is if you have a passion about something, that's something that you want other people to try and, and get it out on the market, is, is, is do your research first. Um, surround your, yourself with people who are in that business to see if this is a lucrative business. And then also have passion and belief on what you're you're actually going to sell. If you don't have the passion for it uh, behind it and you just think you want to create something, just to put it on the market, I don't think that's the way to go. Um, I'm passionate about my brand. Um, and when I see other people, you know, that smile that comes on their face after tasting my brand is so rewarding. So I just say that do your research and make sure it's a product that you can have integrity in um, and that makes you feel good about doing it. Uh, that That is the first and foremost. And make sure, you know, even though you may not have all the money that you need front, um, if it's a good product and it's a good brand or whatever, people will want to invest to make the, your product uh, grow and to be all that it could be. So I just say stick with it don't give up on on what you're doing if you believe in it don't give up uh, there's going to be many many obstacles out there but um, what you know what's uh, worth 
nothing's worth not uh, stumbling over some some um, stones or whatever but just know that that whatever you created will make it um and uh if not you know i, I i'm i'm not um a pessimist i'm an optimist and i just believe that our brand even though small uh that we are going to be on the map here in the beverage world so the journey has been worthwhile for you it's been rewarding you're happy that you did it you encourage others to follow your path is that right yes yes follow, follow yeah, yes i the journey is it's been a great journey uh it's not the easiest journey of course but it is something that i'm passionate about i love i love being around people as you know my my background as a hairstylist uh um, I just love, uh, you know, being around people, talking to people and, um, and I'm the type of person that I think is, uh, innate in me that, uh, that I like to entertain, um, not being in front of the camera entertain type, but I like to entertain in my home. I like people to feel good. I, you know, make good food and have good drinks. And, uh, I just love bringing people together. And I believe that my brand is um something that was it it was made with love and it and I believe that people can bring it into their homes and um and just have a good time with it and just and, and enjoy uh friendships and family uh, while having uh, a cocktail thank you d for joining us from Los Angeles California thank you I Elena, I have, it's been a pleasure, and thank you for giving me the time to to um, let the people out there know about Sabile Premium Rum Tini. Absolutely. And to our audience, thank you for listening to D. Tuts, who is CEO of DTRS Enterprises, Inc., who discussed building a beverage company from the ground up. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicNPR.com. That's editor at HispanicNPR.com.